0: This podcast is brought to you by MonthlyChallenge.fit. It's like Weight Watchers better help and the biggest loser had a baby. Check it out, MonthlyChallenge.fit. Today on the Logical Weight Loss Podcast, we're looking at weight loss with a little help from God. Welcome to the Logical Weight Loss Podcast, where we take a no-nonsense approach to weight loss. You know where you are now, and you know where you want to be. The new you begins today. Let's go. I just want to be thin. I don't deny it. Thin. I want to try it. Thin. But I can't buy it. Guess I'll have to dip the diet, Thin. Not till you like thin. I want smaller thighs. Thin. But I realize I guess I'll have to exercise. All right, welcome to the Logical Weight Loss Podcast. I am your host, Dave Jackson from the schoolofpodcasting.com. thanking you so much for tuning in. If you're new to the show, I'm not a doctor, I'm not a trainer, I'm just a dude in the basement trying to lose weight, currently weighing in at 208, wanting to get down to about 180, and kind of depressing. I started off the year, I went back and looked. And uh, started the year at, like, 2.11. So, I mean, I've lost, like, a whopping three pounds this year. So, on one hand, I'm happy that I'm down. But I'm like, three pounds, divide that by 12. What is that? Three divided by 12 is uh, a quarter of a pound a month. Divide that by four. That is .06 pounds a week kakapu poo right, but not going to kick on myself, and uh, on today's show, I got to tell you about a book. Now, I know I mentioned the G word at the beginning, and if you are a skeptic or an atheist or whatever you want to call yourself, or if you are a uh, post-modernism kind of person, hang in there. We're going to read some scripture, but you can actually still apply this to yourself, but uh, I was born and raised in... In a church, and I try not to get too preachy on here because we're here, you know, it's a no nonsense approach. And some might say that God is nonsense. I realize that. But uh, if you want to hear me get preachy, go over to feedingmyfaith.com. But I started to read a book called Get Healthy for Heaven's Sake by Lisa Marone, who's also, also the author of Overcoming Overeating. And I haven't read that yet. That's actually a really cheap book. Um, not that Get Healthy, I think, is like 10 bucks. I got – and the interesting thing is I had this book. I read it like four chapters and then I moved and lost the book. And uh, so I just bought – how good is this book? I bought a second copy so I could finish the book. That's a pretty cool thing. Um, But um, the book hints that when you lose to fulfill a goal, whether it be to fit into jeans or to see your grandchildren – That you may still miss what your lifelong task is, and thus the results may be temporary. I mean, I'm really worried about John, the guy that just watched the big that just won the Biggest Loser, because his focus was, "I want to win the Biggest Loser." Well, guess what? Now you did. Now what? You're gonna gain the weight back, and that's what happens. Is sometimes we get skinny, we get into the skinny genes, and then we uh, we get fat again. So. The book states that we should be focusing on what we should be focusing on is what God wants us to do and realize that his plans don't include the extra weight we are carrying. There's a, a scripture that says we are God's workmanship. Uh, I'm going to pause here. I was here in Ohio in Cleveland. We got really our first winter storm. We got about three inches. And I was just watching. I was out walking the dogs. I was watching the snow just lightly come down through the... Uh, the streetlights. And I just remember thinking, man, this, you know, I hate snow. I got to scrape it off my carpet, man, it's beautiful. It really is. And I just thought, you know, God created snow. And uh, sometimes I curse him for that, but there are other times when I'm like, wow, this is just really cool. But we, you and me are God's workmanship. We are created in Christ Jesus to do good works, created to do good works, which God prepared in advance for us to do. That's from Ephesians 2.10. So God has a plan for us. And so if God wants us to do stuff, that means Satan doesn't want you to do stuff. He wants you to sit on the couch and eat bonbons and watch and and get caught up on the Kardashians and dancing with the whatever, you know, which really, does that do your life any good? Anyway, don't get me going on the Kardashians. I've I've just had enough in general. Um uh, so it says in looking at your schedule are there activities that we partake in that you know are those things that are on our schedule are those things that God wants us involved in you know when somebody asks you to do something have you ever asked God if it's a good idea now why should you take care of your your body well the apostle paul writes in 1 Corinthians uh 6:19 do you know Do you not know that your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit who is in you, whom you have received from God? Now, if my body is a temple for God, then what I put into it, and this is what really, I mean, this has really moved my mentality. I'm thinking about food in a completely different way. My body is a temple for God. Then what I put into it can be an act of worship. It's a way to obey God. It's a way to put God first. And another great analogy in the book talks about how our bodies are on loan from God. Basically, he has bought our bodies. He created them and said, here you go. And they use this analogy that what if your mother-in-law loaned you their prized family punch bowl? Now, when you use this punch bowl, you probably wouldn't have any small children at the table. You'd really handle it with care. You would hand wash it. You wouldn't put it in the dishwasher. And you would make absolutely sure not to drop it or break it. Why? Because you know how much your mother-in-law values that piece. And she also knows how hard it would be to replace it. So consequently, we should be handling our body With that sort of reverence that wow, when we were born, our body was this phenomenal machine. If you, if you want to like just get a glimpse of how just incredibly just wow our body is, read up on what happens when you cut yourself and blood clots. It's amazing. The stuff that just happens, it, I mean, to you, just go okay, and you run your finger under water, and you you kind of do, and all of a sudden it just quits bleeding. You know, maybe you put a Kleenex on it or whatever. But it just behind the scenes, the stuff that is going on to block that hole in your body, it's amazing. So we are giving this awesome machine. All we have to do is put good stuff into it and exercise a little, and what we put into our body again can you can be seeing that now is is okay god i'm going to take care of this precious gift that you've given me. uh corinthians 6:19 um again please let us know that honoring the lord with our physical being is a com- is a command therefore honor god with your body. i think that's i think i actually have that scripture wrong because i have corinthians 6:19 twice unless that's just the second half of corinthians 6:19 but anyway we all know that we use food for fuel, and we get hung up on how food makes us feel. I, I know, uh, was it last week, the week before, I fell off the wagon, had my traditional Dairy Queen. I hate Dairy Queen. I really do. But while I was eating my peanut butter parfait, I was just like, oh, this is so good. But 10 minutes after that, I was like, oh, I shouldn't have eaten that, all right? So this book has made me change my complete outlook on not just even food as fuel, but just food and eating as an act of obedience. They are now a way for me to praise God. It's a way to say, thank you, God, for my body. I really appreciate the gift that you've given me. And uh, in Romans 12, 1, it says, I urge you, brothers, in view of God's mercy to offer your bodies as living sacrifices, holy and pleasing to God. This is your spiritual act of worship. So instead of worshiping food, food can be used to worship God. And, and here's a thought. I'm going to go off script here. Uh, if, if somebody gave you a gift and you took really good care of it, wouldn't you be inclined to give that person more stuff? Right? I mean, uh, that's a whole other thing. But anyway, the book talks about Nehemiah. And it points out how his quest to rebuild the city of Jerusalem and the same steps that Nehemiah took to rebuild the city we can use to rebuild our bodies. Now, Nehemiah built walls to block out bad things and gates to let in good things. So um, the author then breaks down the seven steps of rebuilding yourself, which is one, cry out to God. Now we've talked about Accepting responsibility for your actions, acknowledging what you've done and realize that you know this isn't going to be fixed overnight. Crying out to God for strength to rebuild your body is step one. Number two, seek forgiveness. Now, Proverbs mentions that gluttony is a sin. So take some time to identify the habits that you have and how these are not helping you take care of the gift that is your body. And then ask God to forgive you because he will. Why? Because he loves you. But you have to kind of go, yeah, okay, I messed up, and uh, and seek forgiveness. Three, ask for empowerment. The author makes a great point here. She says, God himself, God will always grant us the power to do that, which is according to his will. And according to the beginning of the scriptures here, we are here to do good works. So he's always going to grant us the power to do goodwill, to do his will. And by now, she says, I hope you are convinced that you are, that your improved health is most certainly God's will for you. And the wonderful thing is that all you have to do, that, that, is that is that all you have to do, the key to do this, I somehow mistyped this, but anyway, the key to this is you have to do this in the morning before there's any temptation in front of you. So start off the day saying, God, I thank you for another day. I thank you for my body give me the strength to not rely on my willpower but rely on your power to do the right thing and to feed myself with things that are going to help me lose weight to stay fit to be to run better to feel better you know i i i'm going to be tempted i know i am but um you can uh, call on him so number 4 take an honest assessment of yourself I've said it before when you're getting directions to go someplace the first piece of information you need is where are you? So you know how to get from here to there. So sit down, maybe take some twi- some quiet twi- time? Yes, some quiet time with God and take a good long look at yourself. Again, not to beat yourself up, but you know sit back and go, yeah, you know what? I could be taking the stairs, you know, I could turn off the TV and walk around the block. And then number five, verbalize your commitment to change. Now, Nehemiah publicly spoke of the plans to rebuild the city walls. He did this to let people know of his plans and also enlist their help. So tell people, yeah, you know what? For New Year's, I'm doing the, the New Year's resolution. It's tried. It's true. I'm going to lose some weight. So if you see me reaching for a Twinkie, if you see me doing this, you know, if you wonder why I'm out walking on my My lunch, there's nothing new. This is my new lifestyle. I'm going to lose weight. Let people know and tell them, I need you to hold me accountable. And then develop number six, develop a detailed action plan. Now, Nehemiah knew what was broken, and he knew who was going to rebuild that section of the wall. So if you're not sure where to start, ask God. You know, when in doubt, uh, I say pray first. Then act. Well, pray first, listen, then act. Number seven, use the buddy system. In Ecclesiastes 4, 9 through 12, Solomon, who, according to the Bible, is the wisest man on the planet ever, um, says, Two are better than one because they have a good return for their work. If one falls down, his friend can help him up. But pity the man who falls and has no one to help him up. Though one may be overpowered, two can defend themselves. And there's one more step that I would add. When Nehemiah finished rebuilding the city walls, he celebrated. So I would say step eight, and this is my adding here, is when you reach a goal, celebrate it. Pat yourself on the back. You might say, but that's not for another 30 pounds. Then I say set a goal of two pounds and celebrate 15 times on your way to your ultimate goal. Right? Plus along the way, if you make these small goals – you build momentum because you're like, all right, cool, lost two pounds. That was easy. And off you go. Because really, all you're working on is your next pound. That's it. You're just working on that next pound. Now, the interesting thing is there's a uh, an old campfire song called, you know, And They'll Know We Are Christians By Our Love. Well, it's time to rename that. Turns out they'll know we are Christians by our bloat. <laughs> Christians are supposed to follow God's guideline which is the Bible, um, we should look and act differently from those who do not, right? I mean, vegetarians stick out. You're like, what? You don't eat meat? What? Are you crazy? Because they live differently. And I once got a, are you kidding me? Look at a Christmas party when I explained that I do not drink alcohol. Now, the Bible doesn't say don't drink alcohol. It actually, I mean, the the one phrase is uh, do not drink wine to get drunk for this is debauchery so it's not against alcohol it's against getting drunk uh, i prefer to avoid it altogether i was married to an alcoholic and you, you know that kind of tends to kind of shape your thought about alcohol but the fact that i said i don't drink alcohol i stood out people were like what the one girl goes ever and i go no i said i, I might have one beer a year, maybe every two years, if that, you know, the, the problem is many people think that when, when Christians say something like this, that they're trying to be self-righteous. They're trying to set themselves apart. No, I don't drink alcohol. This was not the case in my situation. My point being was simply that in some situations, we should stick out like a sore thumb because there are a lot of things that the world say are fine. That the Bible says, yeah, you know, I don't think so. So, it, according to the book, Christians right now are more likely to be obese than non-church growers. Let's say that one again. Christians are more obese than non-church goers. With my old denomination of Baptists leading the way. So apparently there's not a whole lot of holy rolling going on in the aisles because uh, I would think that would burn calories. But if we live a way that most people do not, meaning eating healthy, honoring God for the gift of our bodies, um, we live in a way that most people, again, don't later in life, meaning we'll be void of medications. There were all sorts of people on The Biggest Loser. Uh, who was the one guy? Ramon had diabetes and he was in his, what, 20s? And after a while, no more diabetes, you know, so we'll be void of medications. We'll be void of having surgeries. We'll be void of disease. So if you live the way that most people don't, someday you will live the way like most people don't, that will be a trend, right? So it's time to make changes for, a you know, for the better in our life. And Isaiah, it says, I am doing a new thing. Now it springs up. Do you not perceive it? I am making a way in the desert and streams in the wasteland. Isaiah forty three nineteen. I am doing a new thing. Now, if you're like, ugh, because you're a postmodernist or whatever you want to call yourself, you're not a fan of all the God talk. Most postmodernism people tend to view themselves as kind of the creator of all good things in their lives. Um, to this, I would say, well, you get one body. That's it. You better take care of it. Do not put your faith in science to save you in the future. It's really not going to matter how much money you make because you say, well, I'll just get the best doctors to fix me. And sadly, having, for lack of a better phrase, more money than God um, didn't stay, it didn't save Steve Jobs. I have no idea, by the way, what Steve's spiritual side was. I'm just pointing out that science isn't always going to save you, even if you've got the money to afford it. You should honor yourself by putting good things into your body. And so that is where many times where we run into a problem because we don't think much of ourselves. And so when it comes to honoring yourself, you don't. You're like, I don't care. I'm a piece of crap. Well, you're not a piece of crap because God made you. And God loves you, so and he's there to help you. He's here to give you the power to overcome temptation. You know, it, it says two are better than one. Have a buddy system? Well, make God your buddy. And that's key one. That's something I've been trying to do. When in doubt, pray first. Listen second. Act third. And I'm pretty horrible at that, I should also say which I guess also makes me a typical Christian because most people go, ah, they're all hypocrites, right? But uh, it's something to think about. Again, the book is called uh, Get Healthy for Heaven's Sake. I've got a link to it out at our website, LogicalLoss.com. It's by Lisa Marone, M-O-R-R-O-N-E. She looks like she's a physical therapist. She's also the author of the book Overcoming Overeating, which is, I think, the next book I'm going to be reading because I really like her book. Now, realize... (laughs) He said, adjusting his chair. Can I get a noisier chair? Holy cow. One would think i am in a cheap hotel. Holy moly. Um, I need a new chair. Um, and now I lost my track. Did you see that? The idea just came in and went right out the door. Uh, but I, I do plan on getting her. Oh, because I've only read half the book at this point. She gets into a whole thing about sleep, you know, and the fact that sleep, if you deprive yourself of sleep, you basically, your brain chemicals get messed up and the thing that makes you think you're hung, you're full, um, takes a break. And the thing that makes you think you're hungry, uh, goes into overdrive. And, you know, you need seven to eight hours of, of sleep. And I was, I routinely get five. And they say that like the number one thing that points to shortening your life is lack of sleep is one of the, the top things. Like if you want to live a long life, if you want to be healthy, get to bed, right? <laughs> if you ever heard, if you ever get a chance, uh, Google the phrase, um, Samuel Jackson, go to sleep. There's a free audiobook that uh, has some colorful language in it, but it's kind of funny from a parent standpoint who really want their children to just go to sleep pretty funny but that's good that's good advice so uh let's see we're at 21 minutes let's uh we'll call it a day on that topic to thank uh, Dave Shapiro for this. Uh, Send it over via email. And of course, you can email me, Dave, it's uh, LogicalLoss.com. You can call in your comments, 888-563-3228. He sent some articles over, and this will also be out at the website, about some gadgets for the iPhone. And it is called, did I not even put the name? I'm looking at the website. It's called Wahoo Fitness Blue HR. And what this is Is in the past, this company, Wahoo Fitness, made this cute little thing called the Ant Plus. And it was a little gizmo, technical term here, gizmo that you plugged into the bottom of your iPod or your iPhone. And it would then pretty much wirelessly, uh, pick up any signal from just about any sort of exercise equipment. And then there are different applications that you can use to, you know, monitor your, your, uh, distance or whatever you're doing, things of that nature. It it tied in with a lot of the equipment. So if you're on a treadmill, it could probably pick up the data from that treadmill. Well, they have a new thing out called this Blue HR. And this is being, the the big whoop-de-doo about this is it's using uh, Bluetooth. So you don't have to have this weird thing sticking out the bottom of your iPod. And I've actually got the YouTube video where this guy shows it off. It looks pretty easy. Right now, it looks like it only works With the iPhone, if you uh, want to use a Droid, you have to use, I think, their old version and a Polar Heart Equipment, something like that. But this right now is just for the iPhone. And uh, what's interesting is I went to look at it, went to their website, and apparently it's not really out yet. It's coming out in January. So if you're looking for a cool heart rate monitor, uh, this might be – One you look into if you're an iPhone user. Now, I'm a big fan in terms of heart rate monitors. I like the Timex model. You can find these if you go out to shop.logicalloss.com. I've got a whole section for heart rate monitors. I love the Timex ones, and here's why. The polar heart rate monitors, well, number one, they have the little strap gizmo. I like those. Um, Of course, I don't have boobs. Well, technically, I do. But but I could understand if I had boobs that those might uh, get in the way. Um, But I guess if you put it right underneath your sternum, I don't know, ladies, are are heart rate monitors a problem? But uh, I like because it has the strap where the other ones where you have to put your fingers on it. I like that continuous feedback of that. And both the strap and the watch have replaceable batteries where if you buy a polar heart rate monitor, um, as I found out a couple years ago, when those things die, it basically costs you the price of a new one to get a new one to have the old one fixed. So that's why I like the Timex heart rate monitors. So um, that is going to do it for this edition. want to thank you so much for tuning in. Uh, I'm going to put this out tonight here at the end of the year and uh, we'll talk real soon on the other side. I'll, I'll see you. <laughs> I'll see you next year. Uh, but I want to thank you so much for tuning in. Our website is logicalloss.com. If you're looking for gadgets and, and, Different things like that. Check out our website. You can go to our Amazon store at shop.logicalloss.com. You can support the show if you would like to help offset the price of our hosting fees and such. Go to logicalloss.com forward slash support. Uh, you can sign up for our newsletter. We've got a whole list of resources where you can go out there and all sorts of software. If you're looking to track different things, a lot of calorie tracking tools are there. All, everything is out at our website as well as you can use the coupon code logical10. If you go to fitdeck.com, love Fit Decks. Uh, those are there as well. If you're looking for a Fitbit, go to logicalloss.com forward slash Fitbit. That is one of my new Year's resolutions. I'm really hoping that somehow I can stumble across a hundred bucks and get a Fitbit going into 2012 because that is something in terms of motivation and things of that nature, I really, really, really Really miss my Fitbit. And, uh, I'm hating the fact that I lost mine in Cincinnati. So that is one of my New Year's resolutions is somehow, I don't know, sell grandma to the gypsies and, uh, and get a Fitbit. But if you want one, I'm telling you, they're cool. Check it out. LogicalLoss.com forward slash Fitbit. And we will leave you with this thought. Every day, every hour, every minute, you are faced with choices. And when you choose the right thing, typically positive things happen in your life. Obviously, life happens sometimes and you can do the right things and, you know, life's going to come up and just smack you upside the head. But that doesn't mean you should just give up. One of my favorite Jillian Michaels quotes is, why are you choosing failure, knowingly choosing failure when success is still an option? And right now, I'm still breathing, and that means success is still an option. Thanks for listening. We'll see you again real soon with another episode of the Logical Weight Loss Podcast. Thanks for listening. God bless. Well, I hope you've enjoyed this episode of the Logical Weight Loss Podcast. If you're listening to this on a website, please consider subscribing to us for free on iTunes by going to LogicalLoss.com forward slash iTunes. Live long. I just want to be thin, I don't deny it, thin, I want to try it, thin, but I can't buy it, guess I'll have to, dip the d- diet it, thin, not tell your lies, thin, I want smaller size, thin, but I realize, I guess I'll have to exercise.